Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500. Tip and win, brother. Tip and win, brother. Tip and win. Is it a go? I can start talking. Got my boy RJ. He's on the board today of Money Making Conversation. Terrence couldn't handle it today. He out there looking up at the sun. He out there trying to see that eclipse. He trying to see if any magical changes is going to happen to his life. Well, let me tell you something. When you listen to Money Making Conversation, it's all about facts. It's all about reality. I have no magic for you. I just have facts and information. What I need for you is for you to do the job I'm asking you to do. All I want you to do to be is successful. I'm asking you. Now, everybody's planning this big day. The eclipse. I've lived through one eclipse. It's no big deal to me. Nothing's going to happen. They try to tell you the animals are going to do something. They try to tell you the ants won't move. They try to tell you your dog won't bark. They're letting schools out. They tell the kids to stay home. They trying to make it a big old thing. You know why? Because they making money. It's all about making money. Media trying to get you to watch their network. Well, guess what? I'm trying to get you to watch my Facebook page. I'm trying to get you to turn on KYND app and listen to my radio show. Because it's about money making conversation. And by now, we should be a team. I'm doing my job. I'm here every Monday. Now, I need you to start spreading the word. Come on now. Come on now. Look at me now. Look at me. Tell everybody about money-making conversations. Right now. Start sharing my page. Leave comments about the thoughts. What did I do for you today? What did you do for yourself today? How money-making conversations was effective. It's not what's up in the sky. It's right down here on earth where the changes have to happen. Looking through a pinhole to see the sun. That's not going to happen for you. Because it's not necessary. The reality is, is that that's a big deal today. But what about tomorrow? What about next week? That's what money making conversations is about. So let's start sharing this Facebook page right now. Let's start downloading that KYND app right now and listen to me. If you're listening... Go to the Facebook page and see how much energy I put into this show. I'm dancing for you. 
I'm excited for you. I'm trying to make this happen for you. But guess what? You waiting on the eclipse. You waiting on something that ain't going to do nothing for you. Up in the sky. I'll be flying home today. I'm not even worried about that. All my producers say, what you going to do about the eclipse today, Rashawn? You want want me to video it, anything, so we can play it back on Facebook? I said, no. No, we ain't doing that today because guess what? I want you to call me today. 832-230-5592. That's 832-230-5592. You can hear me on iHeartRadio Podcast. Just go on the business finance section. iHeartRadio Podcast. Go on the business finance section and you can see money-making conversation. You can hear me on KYND app and watch me on my Facebook page. Like I told you, leave your thoughts in the comment section. Leave your thoughts because I'm talking about overcoming stereotypes. That's my show is about, overcoming stereotypes. In my case, racial branding. Oh, Rashawn, racial branding. Oh, we got to, we about to march? We, we about to get controversial? No, 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 no. You see, what does stereotypes have to do with money-making conversations? Because what people think you can, what people think about you can cost you money, can slow your career, and most importantly, cause you to believe that this is the best that you can be. That's what stereotyping can do. And if you fall into the box of stereotyping, then guess what? You might not climb out. In fact, you might not know how to climb out. See, I've climbed out the box. And every time I feel like that lid is coming, it's trying to slip back over my box, I knock it off. Because I'm having none of it. I'm not having my color. I'm not having my gender. I'm not having my age stop me from being successful. My name is Rashawn McDonald. That's what you should be working on. The importance of your name. Developing the brand of your name. Because your name has no race. Your name has no gender. Your name has no age. But what's happening is you believe that because of who you are, what you, how you grew up, what they told you you could be is what you should be. That's what stereotyping is about. I'm going to tell you about myself. Let's, let's get personal about this. Let's slow it down a little bit. Can, I, can, you, can, I, can you hear me talking? Can you hear me? Look, me? look me in the camera. Can you hear me on the radio? Leave some comments when I start talking about this. I'm a victim of racial branding. Understand that? When I say that means that Somebody told me this is who I was. I didn't get a chance to vote on it. I didn't get a chance to even comment on it. I was born a Negro. I was raised a black man. And I became an African American. I've changed my racial identity so many times that the NAACP can't keep up with it. They still color people. That's what you talk, That's what I'm talking about. When people can sit around in the room and tell you, this is who you are. Nobody gave me the option to raise my hand and say, hey, I want to be white. I want to be white because can I be white? Can I just be white? Because if I know if I'm white right now, I can amaze my, my average annual salary will go up $10,000. But nobody gives me the option because they've stereotyped that I can't be white. So what does that mean that if I can't be white, but you can think white? You can live a white lifestyle. You can do the things that economically tell you this is the positive direction you're supposed to take your life. Are you saying, Rashawn, you said white is right? No, I'm saying you are right. Your name is right. Your brand is right. Who you want to be is right. But because we stereotype and we put people in genders, we put people in, in 
racial stereotype. We put people in certain ages. You point in the room or corner over there, you can look at people. Oh, don't go over there. That's them young people. Look at their pants. Look at the way they dressed. This is the type of music they're listening to. Those are stereotypes. So it's up to you to be able to break those stereotypes. How do you break those stereotypes while you're up there looking at the sun? Need to be listening to Rashawn McDonald. Because Rashawn McDonald has created money making conversations to stop you from living in that box. That stereotype box that you allow the lid close. I'm going to tell you something. Six sisters, two brothers. That's right. Father, a truck driver. May, may have gotten out of elementary school. I don't know. Mom graduated from high school. That's it. Lived in Fifth Ward. Fifth Ward. If you live in the Houston area, you're very familiar with Fifth Ward. Fifth Ward is any low-end, economically impoverished black community that's in every major city in America. Well, they tell you, if you go in there, don't go in there too late at night. If you park your car on the street, make sure you don't keep it there overnight. It's that type of neighborhood. I can say that now. Because when I drive in that neighborhood now, there have been some changes. But the house that I grew up now has a giant fence around it. So I know they changed that much. <laughs> they got a giant fence around it. You can't even get to the door anymore. When I grew up, at least you could walk to the door and knock on it. You can't even knock on the door anymore. It got a giant chain link fence around big pit bull growl ah that's so i know it hadn't changed so what how's rashawn mcdonald got not that box how has he gotten out that box because guess what rashawn didn't want to be in the box oh that's so easy to say that's so easy to tell you that's so easy call me now i'll tell you in person 832-230-5592 if you don't believe me, I'll talk to you in person. But see, but see, everybody wants to make a statement. Everybody wants to talk about being successful, but nobody wants to put forth effort and put in place a plan. So how do you overcome any type of stereotype with this? You do it by setting goals you can reach. That's the number one thing. I have people coming in. I want to be a millionaire. I don't know what that means. I want to be successful. I don't know what that means. Because that's not really a goal. That's a statement. That's a statement. And that's where people start falling off the ship of success. Because they be making statements that don't even make sense to, to the average person. So when you make a statement without a goal, guess what? People just ignore you. I'm going to tell you a little story about myself. When I was working for this company, not going to call a name. When I came on board, I was one of their top employees. I was one of their top employees. Came on board with a couple of more people who were, who were white. And um, came in and sat down with my supervisor. He said, what do you want to do with the company, Rashawn? I said, I don't know. Let me think about it. He said, fine. But please come back and tell me what you want to do because we need to set your goals in place so we can, you know, put, create structures so you can meet the goals that you have for the company because the company has goals for you. But we can only move you along based on the pacing that you feel comfortable with. I said, great, that sounded really good. So six months later, I still hadn't went back and talked to him. Kind of actually forgot the conversation I had with him. But the two other white guys, they were moving up the food chain. They were moving past me. So my first thought was, there's some racial discrimination going on here. 
So I got to talk to my little buddies. I said, I'm going to go in there and tell them a piece of my mind. How they going to move in front of me? And I know I'm working just as hard. Or I, and I know I come to work on time. And I know I'm just as smart. I came from a prestigious university. My degree was in mathematics. I had honors opportunities while I was in college that I made the dean's list. But what I didn't do was this. So I marched back in that office and sat down with my supervisor. And I kind of told him my mind. I said, I'd appreciate the other two guys moving so fast, and I'm still sitting at my desk. He said, well, Rashawn, he pulled the file out. He said, when we sat down, I asked you what you wanted to do. And you told me you're going to get back with me later. Well, guess what? It's not my job to hunt you down and build your dreams. It's not my job to tell you how successful you can be because I don't know how much work you're willing to put out. It's not my job to criticize you for not wanting to be successful. So my next question to him was, so what am I supposed to do? Tell me what you want to do. So I left the room. Different attitude now. Because guess what? He put it back on me. Where it's always going to be on you. That's the problem is that. People don't understand that. To be successful, it's always on you. It's never on other people. If you don't have a goal, if you don't set a goal you can reach, if you don't, if you don't have standards that you can keep elevating, never allowing a stereotype to define who you are or what you can become. At that moment, that's just a small slice of my life I'm telling y'all about. But it was a defining moment because I repeat that story to anybody who tells me, oh, man, I, I, I can't be successful. Oh, man, Rashawn, you know, you, you've always had it going on. Oh, Rashawn, you know, you're just a natural at this. Rashawn, you're just a special talent. I'm all those things. But I also know if you don't put action in motion, then there's no results. If you don't lock down an opportunity to be successful and talk to people who can make you successful, then guess what? You'll be frustrated. You, if you're picking up trash on a garbage truck, guess what? There's a driver. You don't have to pick up the trash. You can drive the truck if that's your goal. If you drive the truck, you can eventually be telling other people and signing them to the truck to go out in if that's your goal. I know. Because I'm going to tell, tell you about my stories. So I'll tell you about my adventures. What, what, well, how, how many seconds we got left? Go out now. One more minute. I want to just say this to everybody. While you're out there looking at that sun today, and they're going to go away. They call it Eclipse. Got homegirl singing her song, totally Eclipse of, a, of the Heart. Ain't got nothing to do with the sun. But she's singing it. Know this. The facts of life will not change when you look up. All your efforts of being successful are right here on the ground. Keep looking forward. Don't look at your feet. Don't look up. Don't look left and right right now. Look forward. Look at, listen to me. I'm telling you how you can be successful. I'm telling you the goals that you set in forth, that you set forth in life. I'm going to tell you about my mistakes. Because my mistakes will let you know that, guess what? I'm not perfect. And I'm not trying to create a dream so I can sound like I'm perfect. I'm just letting you know money-making conversation was created for you. So do your job. I'm here every Monday. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Rashawn McDonald. It's on the radio with Money Make Conversation. Tell everybody, call Rashawn McDonald, 832-230-5592. Tell everybody on your Facebook page, 
leave comments about how Rashad McDonald can change your life, how he's trying to change your life, how he hear everything, how I've been following him for two years. He's been talking like this. He ain't no flash in the pan. This brother really serious about taking you to the next level. I'm going to be right back with my man. He's the chess king, world championship chess guy. I've been knowing this guy so many years, and he been, I still don't know how to play chess. But guess what? I admire how he's changing lives in the entrepreneurial world and young people of America with the game of chess. Be right back with more money-making conversation. Don't go nowhere overcoming stereotypes. That's what we're about, money-making conversation. Be right back. Come on now. Hi, this is Sean McDonald. You're listening to Money-Making Conversation. My next guest is a former small-time crook, gang member, state trooper, Air Force veteran, and well-known chess champion. He's trained over 55,000 students in the game of chess. Hudson's ultimate vision is to see one million at-risk students get their heads up, pants up, grades up, and most important of all, never give up, no matter what. Please welcome to Money-Making Conversation. I want to call my friend, Oren, chessmate, checkmate, Hudson. How you doing, Oren? Can you hear? I can hear you, brother. Give me a favor. Just tell everybody about you right quick. Orin. Well, my name is Oren Hudson. I thank God for you, Rashawn. And I'm, I'm living my dream because teaching the kids make my heart sing. I use the game of chess to teach young people how to dream and how to think things through, how to have a plan, and not to have a hidden agenda. And if your agenda is hitting, make sure it's about serving others. When you have an agenda of serving people, you win, and that's what I teach. You win by giving, and you win by serving others. Now, now we've been knowing each other a long time, and and just to explain to people why it's significant, the game of how significant the game of chess plays in a business world from a strategic standpoint, and also how you use it to change the minds and build the minds of young people. Chess is about having a game plan and recognizing patterns. Pattern recognition allows you to plan, prepare, position, and predict so you can prevent pretty poor performance, so you can have a power, prestige, and perspective on what's going on. It allows you to be a prophet because you see what's coming next. So chess is about looking at patterns, studying the patterns, and you're able to position yourself to win because you know what's coming next. But the key to winning in chess is right. getting your head in the game. Now, So, with, with, so that basically... Chess is kind of like a, a, a business model, then. Exactly. It's a model. It's a model for success because you know what's coming next. You know that you got the plan. You know that you got to provide value. And you have to make moves that have a hidden agenda because if you don't, the competition will block you. And that's why I want people to understand because, see, there are so many ways. The reason I created Money Making Conversation was to let create options for people, Orrin. That's the key to this show. And that's why you're on exactly. the show. Because so many people think they, they see somebody being successful one way and they think that's the platform they can follow. I'm just trying to bring common sense to, the, to every game. You know, whether you're playing checkers, whether you're playing chess, or you're playing a game of basketball, it's all a competition. And every, every, yeah. everything has a mental part of it that you have to be able to win at. And that's what chess is all about, the mental part. It's not being physically stronger, singing, or tap dancing, or being able to pick up a, a, you know, 1,000 pounds. It's the mental part that you're trying to educate people on, correct? It's 90% mental, and I like what you said about options, because checkmate means you out of options. If you, as long as you have options, you're in the game. When you have no more options left, that's game over. That's checkmate. So you got to learn your options. That's why education is so important. 
That's why I like your show. Your show is bringing so much value to people and knowledge that gives people options on how to make money and how to dream and how to how to be a champion and never give up. Stay in the game. And I'm just I want to point something out about Mr. Hudson is that his personality. See, a lot of people, a lot of people have talent. A lot of people have the ability to be successful, but they fall short on personality. I've never once, and I've seen him in some frustrating situations. Not once did he ever have a negative spirit. Please explain to oh. people how important it is to have a consistent personality that people can count on and trust in a crisis yeah, situation. Yeah, you you got to be cool on the fire. You can't panic. You got to be because here's why: everything works together. Every every disappointment is a blessing. Life is a conspiracy to help you win if you stay cool, if you stay calm, and if you stay collective. Because a lot of people will panic. They will say, well, the Red Sea has us blocked. Pharaoh is coming. Let's blame Moses. Let's kill Moses. No, you got to keep cool. Right. You got to mm-hmm. keep oh, collected. We right. ain't killing Moses. And so a lot the- of people will get frustrated. So I stay cool on the pressure because I know everything is working in my favor. Mr. Hudson, I'm going to talk to you again yes, at sir. 145. Now I got to get to my other man. You know, I've been promoting him all week. My next guest <laughs> is a radio personality. He's an actor, motivational speaker, and well-known comedian. Please welcome the Money Making Conversations, the incredibly funny Earthquake. What's up there, Money Making Conversations, <laughs> my boy? I'm telling everybody right now, I can't lose these weights. It's all this weight off me, you keep putting them cupcakes on there. Just sitting out here making all this good food, putting it on my Instagram. I'm going to have to block you, boy. I'm going to have to block you if I'm going to drop this pound. First of all, first of all, Earthquake. Many years, our relationship is many years and many journeys. Yeah. And when I look at you, tell me about, because, you know, you know, we started, man, you know, it just, it's just a website, you know. Now you got social media. How has that changed the game for you, the social media? Well, for me, I was, to be honest with you, I was a little late to the party. What mm. it does now is it allowed me to talk to my, to my audience. And, mm. you know, I came back from the time me and you together. Yeah. When the social media first came, the young comedians was on it. Yes, sir. I was like, man, I'm not going to sit here and tell my jokes out for free. Yes. Man, I get paid for them. Yes. And I known that that's what I should have did was go on and give to them for free and yeah. we made it for a better, for the better audience. Right. Man, I'd have been a lot farther than I am today, boy. So, you know, I'm still getting around to it, but it's important. And they judge everything here out here in L.A. now on your likes. Right. And your followers. Right. And what I tell them is, man, when I tell them from only for my professional is us being comedians, don't tell me how many uh, followers you got. Tell me how many comedians can you follow. Right. Until That's a mistake. Able to step, you step on that stage and go behind six or seven bad comedians mm-hmm. and still hold that audience. Right. I don't care how many followers you got. That's the follow I want to know. You know, it's, 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 it's interesting because, you know, when you say that, because in 2007, that's when... I remember, you know, Steve and I sat down and we had this big old mailing list. We had a million people on our mailing list. I was trying to ignore social media. In fact, I was ignoring social media because I felt it was a lot of work. Even though I saw Twitter on all the news anchors, I saw Twitter feeds and Facebooks on all the corporate pages and everything. I was trying to ignore it. So, but what I really discovered is that, like you said earlier, in Hollywood, in the media, with advertisers, the number of likes, they deem you as being topical. They deem you as being a person, an influencer. And you said you come late to the game, but guess what? The game ain't late for you because you understand the importance because the first thing out your mouth was talking about social media. 
Yes. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing that you can just go out here and touch and talk to everybody and they can touch it. And you can put your point of view, in which we have a unique one. I say we the third eye. Yes. We the ones that <laughs> see it. You know what I mean? We, we, make, we make what's prevalent it. So now you can talk to them and we rebel it, you know, and with anything you got good or bad. But it's, it's working for me now. And that's you why, know, really yeah, because I got some more on the show today, too. And, I'm, and it's the same conversation I'm going to have with her about social media. Because we know it's a beast out there. Like, Kevin Hart is a beast in social media. And then you have okay. other, you know, he's a beast. He's learned to go, okay, this, this is the business side of Kevin Hart, and this is the funny side of Kevin Hart. Then you have people who we don't even know that that out there, they're young comedians. They got four or five million followers, and I never heard of them in my life. But they are relevant yep. because they have that social media follow. That's the business side. And that's why I really started Money Making Conversations. And guess what? I launched it on my Facebook page, which is social media. And that's important on the branding process. And that's really important because I remember you you called me, Rashawn, about somebody that said something negative on your Facebook page. And you get wanted to get that straight. So it's an important part of your brand, correct, Earthquake? Yes, well, it's very important because, I mean... You're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Yes, sir. Yes, so when sir. You, when you when you say something about me, you need to be factual. Right. Especially, especially if you in this business we call professional entertainment. Right. And if you got a platform and you out here sitting here stating your opinion, then I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you when you put bring my name out your mouth. Right. So I, you know, I reached out to you on that, but right now I'm getting into it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not as hard as I, I should be, but mm-hmm. I'm that kind of guy that this is what I think today. This right. is what part of me and try to spread my brand even more. And as I try, what I'm about to do is get into more of what you're professor, what you're great at, TVs and movies. Right. I'm going to get into it even more. Absolutely. I need that support. Okay, because that's important because I, you know, I've seen you grow. As a, as a, in auditions because I've been fortunate to be in a room with casting opportunities that you walked into and every time I've seen you you've gotten stronger and stronger as an actor or I'm going to tell you something I can't act so so I can tell I tell everybody up front that ain't what I do you go where you're supposed to be I, I remember I, we can tell you we can share this quick story the way I moved and Earthquake is very true when he's talking about who can you follow on stage because because that's how I met him I had to follow Earthquake <laughs> in a club in Atlanta, Georgia. It was earthquake and by five comers. I'm gonna tell you something. If 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 you, you ever heard put the fire on stage, lit the stage on fire. They don't only lit the stage on fire. They put it out and then they relit it and then they said you next. <laughs> that's why I met. That's how I met earthquake because see because see right there. I realized that I wasn't ready for what they were offering. And they and the, and the great thing about it was they were waiting to see me. It was so much respect that they had booked me at this club. They said, man, Rashawn coming. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like they did it out of disrespect. They were just showing me their best. And they go, okay, Rashawn, let's see what you got. And brother, I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't pretty for me. Earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake was there. He know. It was not pretty. I walked off that stage. Look at him. I walked out that stage. I went to me a radio shack. I got me a little recorder. And I just started working my act in my dressing room. I ain't going to get nothing to eat. 
because that's what it's all about, man. That stage that defines who you are, man. Isn't that true? Yes, it is. And what we call it is the anchor. You know, it's the anchor, especially when you're dealing with our people. They don't give you but so many times. Remember, like we say, they get the rock two times, and on that third rock, <laughs> that boo coming right behind. Absolutely, they absolutely. And they in that chair, and they look around, and they like, man, I'm getting tired of this. Now, now you, you, you had a strong foothold in radio. Do you want to get back in radio, Earthquake? Yes, I want. I want to get back into radio. My goal is, to, I mean, you already. I look at you. And no comparison other than this is like the Trump father did. Put the pathway down there for us to go. You and Steve has shown how it is. Yes, sir. If I could innovate anything, it's the same way. Sit down here. You know, WBLS was great for me. Yes, sir. But it didn't give me the opportunity to be syndicated. I didn't go all the way to New York to be in one radio station. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do like y'all did. I wanted to be Mr. Afternoon Drive. And then from there, <laughs> Prepare, I mean, propel myself with a TV show, mm-hmm. expand my brand, and do different things. And as I talk to my consumers in the morning, pull them to come watch me in the evening. Well, that, that's, that's what I—that's I important know. to hear. But that's important to hear because I want—I want to hear that because of the fact that you know I'm always working, and you know opportunities are always coming my way. And I am an earthquake fan, and I thought, and I feel the things you did on radio were not only, you know. You, profound. When I say profound, you had something to say. See, there's a lot of people just funny, but you also articulate social issues, which I thought was really important because it comes out in your comedy anyway. Yes. Yes. And my favorite joke right now, Trump <laughs> be lying to us like we don't have Google. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Black people got Google now, man. <laughs> the thing about it is that when you go political, when you go social, when you go financial, the whole thing in this whole world, Earthquake, is for me to let you know that, man, is that this is a relationship phone call, but it's also a call phone call to help other people understand how why you've been successful for so long. The fire is not has not went away. And then there are other options out there that are growing for you that, guess what, you're about to hear about you on the horizon on a bigger level because you are constantly building your brand. I mean, you can Listen, success is determined upon your potential. You know, I, I, I get so tired of people saying, man, I thought you would always be here or you'll be there. Mm-hmm. And I say, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you, you expect that, but I'm still going. Yes. Every day is a journey. Mm-hmm. It ain't over until they put you down in the ground, brother. Mm-hmm. You, you, you have to strive every day, and your and your work ethic is the only thing that separates you from other people that even have an inkling of your talent. You can have all the talent in the world, but if your talent ain't with your work ethic, it ain't going nowhere. And I just work, man. I work. I refresh my job. I refresh. I make sure I have a new, fresh set every year mm-hmm. to come out there so people who sees me get to see uh, another show, another different, see my growth. And I just <laughs> You with Steve, man, because y'all work, man. Y'all work. Y'all used to beat the roosters up. Well, guess what? We still beat the roosters up. And I'm going to just tell you this. The great thing about life is being out of sight, out of mind. Brother, you, you're back on my radar. You'll be hearing from me this week on a good conversation that I want to extend beyond because you are a super talent. I want to thank you for calling in, not just talking to me, but letting people in the radio game, in the social media game, understand how a talent like you will be successful how to sustain yourself 
and guess what? The game always changes, and you adjust. Correct? You know it. It must. And Fisher says, please, please have all your listeners follow me on Instagram at The Real Earthquake. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, he's been, on the, he's been in my life for a long time. He showed me what it meant to go on stage and have your act together as a comedian. He's my man. The Real Earthquake. Follow him on Instagram. The Real Earthquake. Th- earthquake. Thank you, my brother. We'll be back with more money-making conversation. If you got bad hair, you got bad skin. My girl, Dr. Mack, is coming up for you. She's Skyping. Okay, now. She's Skyping. Let's see if it's going to work. She's Skyping. More money-making conversation. Be right back. Can you hear me, Dr. Macklin? I can hear you loud and clear. How are you? Ooh-wee. I wish I'd have had you five <laughs> minutes ago with this loud and clear. Dr. Mack, okay, you know, first of all, we go way back, in, 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 and it's all very professional. It's all about watching your brand grow. Now, t- please tell everybody exactly what you do. Yes. Well, first of all, all blessings to you, Rashawn. First of all, for the opportunity to be on your phenomenal money-making conversations. But more importantly, we go back to 2007. I mean, I was this dermatologist that wanted to ha- have this multimedia platform because I realized that we as African Americans couldn't get to a dermatologist. And if we could, we didn't have the money to completely pay for it. So it was important for me to devise a multimedia platform as a hair and skin expert in the medical field to be able to reach out to millions where they wouldn't be able to reach out to me. You know, it takes someone actively, Rashawn, as you know, to actually call up a dermatologist's office or even a regular doctor for that matter. They have to be proactive to actually go to that office. Well, what happens to those people that aren't active? They're passive, but they're sitting in their homes, they're sitting at the beauty shops, they're sitting at the makeup counters, and they're frustrated over their hair and skin issues. And so I figured, well, I was always that outside-the-box thinker anyway. I really didn't even want to be a dermatologist. I wanted to be a (laughs) hairstylist. Right, 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 right. (laughs) You know, but my mother said, quite frankly, no disrespect, but we get medical degrees and dental degrees in our family, so you're just going to (laughs) be... You're either going to be a pediatrician like me or you're going to be a dentist like your dad. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going to be a hair doctor. And I made that decision when I was 14. Right, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, yes. And uh, with, that so, being said, with that being said, you know, because uh, you have two brands, right? You have Bella Nutra and you have Bo Nutra, right? That's correct. Okay. Explain to everybody what each one is and how they can access information on you. Yes, well, you know, traditionally in, a, in the in the in beauty industry, people are usually used to topical products. Well, topical products really cannot penetrate the depth of the skin or the hair. So I knew that because those structures were internal, Rashawn, they needed to get something internal. But the we had not quite hit that industry yet here in the U.S. Well, that's where I'm a pioneer of supplements where I started working with European-based chemists and researchers to figure out what nutrients could help us really improve our hair and our skin from the internal. So I actually started with a product called Viviscal. It was totally over in Europe. I reached out to them and asked them what were their plans. They said, hey, Dr. Macklin, we like what you're you're saying to us. Can you help us brand this in the U.S.? I said, absolutely. I said, especially in our African-American community. Mm -hmm. And I made them reach millions and zillions. You actually probably still see infomercials today. But I advanced that formula to make it even better for African-American women and men. So Bella Nutri is my women's 
supplement that I launched in 2007, right. and then I launched the men's bone nutrient in 2008. So, you know, I look at all these, I call them, no disrespect, a lot of imposters in today's time. A lot of these, you know, there's been such a broad trend of hair and skin supplements out there. But I tell folks, you got to be careful because this is, even though they may say natural, it's still something internal that a person is taking. So, as a medical physician, it's very important to me that when I'm producing products, that they're going to be safe yet effective for, for folks that are using them. So it's, it's really important what you're saying is that, first of all, I met you in 2007. It was Bella. Now it's both. What exactly? Yes. Cause what, this is hair or this is face? What, what, what products are they? Because I know you do hair and work, face. <laughs> yes, it's working on both. I help folks, you know, my um, it, it's. True beauty begins within is my slogan. I said outer beauty is a reflection of an inner you. True beauty begins within. So what I mean by that is that because your hair and skin are internal structures, matter of fact, your skin is the largest organ in your entire body. Mm -hmm. So that's what Bella Nutri is tackling from the inside on helping women to get those follicles back revived, stimulated, so that they can help with these thin areas, balding, various areas of alopecia, uh, hair that's just shedding or breaking off, skin that you want to get smooth again, you want the pores to be smaller, you want to, to get rid of those fine lines and wrinkles. That is what Bella Nutri is doing from an internal aspect. And honestly, Rashawn, it took years for people to understand that. I was out here fighting back in 99 when I was around on every multimedia you could think of, yeah. Trying to get folks to understand, you know it, because you were right telling me, hey, listen, I like what you're doing, but you, you I need your marketing plan. Yes. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier. You asked for my marketing plan. I got it to mm -hmm. you. You said, listen, I got a plan for you. Be a WBLS. What was it, June 23rd or something? Yes, yes, 2007. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I got there. Steve started reading my bio. And I'm like, I'm here for an interview, though. What is he talking about? He's reading my bio. This sounds like some... So something funny is going on here. And he said, hey, I brought Dr. Macklin here to answer your hair and skin questions, Rashawn. The phone lines blew up, and you may not ever know this, but when I finished, I think we were on air doing questions. I may, It might have been a 30 to 45 minutes. It was a very long time. Yes, it was. Steve, Steve said, listen, I'd like for you to be part of my team. You don't know this, Rashawn, but I got in the, I said, of course I will, Steve. I'm happy to, to do this because it was always my dream for, for folks to eventually hear what I had to say, not just read. I was in tons of magazines where people can read, but I got in that cab to go back to the hotel, and I cried like a baby because my dream of being able for folks to finally hear uh, millions to hear what I had to say, it finally came true. I thank you for that. I mean, you just don't even understand because <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. Right, right. But um, that's where you can definitely make dreams come true. And I'm so happy with this platform that you put out because so many people need it. People don't have guidance. Mm -hmm. You are basically being a mentor online for people. You've been a mentor to me personally, and I'm so blessed with that. <laughs> but think about what you're doing to millions through the social media, I know I'm slow to social media too, right. but we have to, we, we obviously, you know, have to go with the times. But yes, you are a blessing. And I just wanted to say that verbally. I tell you that. We text that all the time, mm -hmm. but to, other folks need to hear what I've experienced. And you giving me that opportunity mm -hmm. to get on radio, on syndication, it opened up the doors. I went on to do multiple stations within Radio 1. I ended up having my own Dr. Macklin show on call on WOL. <laughs> I mean, I went on the TV. 
the Chris Rock heard me on your station one day. Right, he right. had the folks call me saying, look, we did interview 70 black dermatologists, but we want her. I interviewed that same day on the train coming back from BLS, Rashawn, and they said, listen, we want you. I was back up in New York two weeks later filming for Good Hair. So you are my blessing. My dear. Boom. I got to have you back. I got to have you back because, like I said, I love the it. technology messed us up. So next month is September. Can you come back on my show? We do a real break. Oh, anytime. Whenever you want me, Rashad, I'm there. I okay, got you. Okay, big time. Tell everybody how they can okay. reach you so we can we can close this out. Some more. Some more yes, up absolutely. I, I love for people to reach me through www.drmacklin.com. That's D-R-M-A-C-L-I-N.com. You can send me a contact, your contact information, and I'm happy to get with you. I appreciate you, Rashawn. Love you. Thank you. You be special okay, now. bye-bye. Tell Gary hi. Yeah. Bye-bye. I will. Bye-bye. Some more is coming up next. On Money Making Conversations, the legendary Samoa on Money Making Conversations. I got to bring her up. I got to bring her up. My next guest. You can call her a comedian. You can call her a writer, actress, executive producer, entrepreneur, television host, whatever you prefer. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the undisputed queen of comedy, Samoa. Yes. So, yes, thank you, thank you. Some more and the you, whole world is waiting on the eclipse. Come on now, come on now. They out there. I told them at the top of the show, you can look up there, but it ain't gonna last long. Need to be looking straight ahead. That's where your job opportunities are. At. Am I? Am I? Am I missing something? Should I go outside? I don't know what to do. <laughs> no, you ain't missing nothing because good. I've, I've I've been old enough to experience a, a previous eclipse where they told me to put a pinhole through a piece of paper, and then I can look at the sun. So I know. Ain't nothing up there. I done saw nothing up there. Now they try to make it like the, the dogs ain't going to bark. The ants ain't going to move. You know, the, the elephants going to look at each other strange. They just try to make a story up there and sell them glasses. I took, <laughs> I took me three vitamin D pills, and I said, I'm good. I don't know what else is going to happen after that. Some more, I'm going to tell you something. Um, thank you for calling on Money Making Conversation. And really okay, what this show is about is that I'm not trying to put no pressure because you're naturally funny anyway. It's really to help educate people about being successful that right. every road to success is paved differently yes, and it is. you know and, and and i've been fortunate to see your journey and and i'm gonna say this up top is that you have created a raw sex appeal and in, oh. in, in the in the in the female comedian genre that i think is very powerful am i wrong in saying that um, that's that's cool. That's cool to be your perspective. I, that's cool. I can accept that. That's nice. Because because <laughs> reason I say that is that is that is that it's nothing wrong. Because you know, because a lot of people think that you can't be be you know you have to be a certain way. You got to be you know clothes baggy or you know a little clownish or a little goofy. Well, you know, you know, for a long time, Hollywood's perception of black women being funny was fat, black, and unattractive. That's what I'm talking about. Come on now. Come so on now. It was for for a long time. That was just the perception. Mm-hmm. And um. You know, I think we still breaking down stereotypes with that, and uh, I just, I just was here to prove that we can be funny and 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 look all different types of ways. Now, now, in making that journey, because you know your success is, you know, here's the deal. My, you know, my older sister gonna always take credit for discovering <laughs> you at hip hop comedy style. You know, right? Because I'm just telling you a quick history about Samoa and I. I had a comedy club in 1992 called the Hip Hop Comedy Stop, and and we used to bring in unknown talent. And then we mm-hmm. we made our money on headliners that had a TV credits, and my sister was coming in for a month. She coming in with this videotape that some more some more sent to my club to get booked. 
I wasn't looking at it at all. Finally, I told her, okay, I'm going to just book her. I'm just going to book her. If you just right. leave me alone, Carolyn, I'm going to book her. I'm going to tell you something. I booked some more. She blew the headlight off stage. Yes. <laughs> Wait, didn't even mean to do that. I, I was just coming I mean, to have a good time. I mean, she was, uh, my club was in Houston. I flew from Atlanta, Georgia. I flew from Atlanta. She hit that stage and messed everybody up. And that was the foundation for you being a star, you know, because you just had that natural gift to be great, and you've just carried it on. So and here's, and here's the thing that people didn't know. Before I became a stand-up comedian, I was a, I was a business owner. I owned my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, I owned my own store. Mm-hmm. And then I used to be a, uh, a substitute algebra teacher. Mm-hmm. So days when I wasn't working at my store, I would be, I would be in uh, school, in the high schools teaching. Right, right. And so um, before I became a comedian, I actually read a book. And I still tell people, refer pe- people to, to this book today. It's called How to Be a Stand-Up Comedian. Right. Mm-hmm. I read the entire book. I mm-hmm. did exactly what the book said to do. Mm-hmm. I picked the persona that I wanted to go on stage to have. Right. Um, even from my name, my name, my real name is Lori. Right. I couldn't go up there and talk the junk that I was talking as Lori. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm like, the people ain't gonna buy that. Lori is this superhero. So I picked the name, and I said, if you give somebody something good, what would they want? They would want some more. Wow. Okay, I'm going with some more. And that's and that's how it happened. And I did exactly what the book said to do. I wrote my material, I stuck to my persona, I worked on my delivery, and it worked. But it was a business. I approached it from a business perspective. Because your degree is in mathematics, correct? Right. My degree is in business administration, business. a minor in mathematics. Okay, because my degree is in mathematics. And the oh, reason, nice. The reason I bring that up, because it is a certain analytical behavior that you have. You know, two plus two is always four. And, exactly. And so if you, and that means you're a planner. And that, really, I'm telling you something, this is the first time I've heard this story. As many times we've talked, as many times we share the stage, that explains to me how your pattern of success, how you've always been a forward-moving person. And, and I plan everything. I write, I write notes every night before I go to bed. My day, what I'm going to do the next day, I have to plan. I am, I am a planner. I have to. I have to. I believe in structure. Right. And, and, I really do. And, and with that, with that, with that structure. So, so because you've done certain things, I think that's been really important. You know, you you headline tours, and then some tours you host. Is exactly. there is there a strategy in the hosting versus the headlining? What's well, that? Here's, well, here, yeah, okay. Here, here's the thing. First of all, I love stand up. Stand up is it, it? It stole my heart. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it, and I loved it from. The time, the first time I ever seen Joan Rivers, I swear to you, like I was just <laughs> in awe, mm-hmm. in awe of mm-hmm. the of the the whole world of stand up. Like I said, I studied it, and for me, it's about the show, about it being a good show. It's never about just me as a performer. I want people to say, "Oh, that was a great show." Mm-hmm. So I always am concerned about my positioning on the show. Right. You know, one thing that people never understood with um, Deaf Comedy Jam, when they would see people have bad sets on Deaf Comedy Jam, and they never realized that sometimes it was the positioning on That's the right. show. That's right. The way people positioned That's you. Right. Or what you didn't know is that the audience stood outside for two hours to get in. It was cold. It was raining. Come on so they had, they had in a bad mood already. Right. You right. know, with stand-up, there's so many elements that go into your performance being successful. 
It, it really, really is. is. It really is. It's like you know, this you know, the thing that you're right on the money when you're talking about attitude, talking about positioning, and by taking advantage of things that are presented to you. For instance, here in '92, I'm telling you this: this young lady, you know, I would had I had to be forced to be on my comedy club <laughs> stage because guess what? I didn't want to take the time to put her on stage. Right. Guess what? I didn't think I had time. I I ain't never heard of some more. Right. Like she just told you, she just made the name up. You know. <laughs> And so she blew my stage away. And then, what, two years later, you were the right. first female host of BET's Comic View? Exactly. Wow! Which was strategic in what I wanted to do. Like, I really made a lot, a lot of strategic moves, even down to, you know, like, I, I still, 25 years in the business, I go on stage with a list, a comedy list. Mm-hmm. And people always say, well, why you just don't go up and freestyle? I can, but I care about the quality of the show. <laughs> right, right, right. I care right. about the quality of the show. Like, I know the theme of this presentation that I am going to give you all. Some kind of way all of these jokes will mesh with the overall theme of the show. Like, I'm that deep with it when it comes to doing stand-up. But, but that's where a lot of people miss, is that they don't take the business side of life. And my whole, my whole thing I tell people when they listen to the show or watch the show on Facebook is that... Your story can be applied in so many different layers of life. You just happen yeah. to tell jokes because you're talking about, you know, planning your success. You're talking about, hey, getting up, you know, applying a, a plan of action and being consistent with your goal setting. And that's exactly. what this is all about. I have always been that way. I mean, just from even, you know, when you go into the grocery store with your mother, your mother, before y'all leave, she say, look here, <laughs> we going in here with this list. I'm not buying you this. I'm not buying you that. You get two things. You know, you had, a, you had a structure. So when you get in there, we already know the game plan. Like, I am just a planning person. I have to have structure to know what it actually, what it, what it, what it is I'm going into. And if it doesn't work for me, if it doesn't, if it won't, if I, I don't like to be put in situations where I don't, I'm not at my best light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I tell people, if anything you do, you have to approach it as a business. And you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses and always be in your best light. And that's really important. So so when I ask you this question about, because I'm starting to see you more and more, you know, on social media. You know, I'm mm-hmm. talking about with the Facebook Live feeds. So, right. So why, 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 why are you doing that? Just the strategic questions because I just want to educate people well, I about don't, I don't. I, first of all, I, I, I'm so afraid of social media. <laughs> it's, it's so scary to me. It's so scary to me, and here's why it's scary to me: okay. because you're you're open up and you're you're being vulnerable to people who, first of all, may not know your whole story. Right? They don't they don't care about your whole story. Right? And they can be evil and they can be mean. Mm-hmm. You know, so you when you when you when you dibble and dabble in that particular arena, you gotta you gotta you know you gotta be careful because. You could come on there and they'd be like, your nose big. Now you're right, right, my whole right, day right, up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know now, is that the reason you wear shades? No, no. That ain't the reason. I love sunglasses. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I want to know because, you know, yeah, every time I, I see you, you have those shades on. You be looking. I, I wear sunglasses. Let me tell you, my outfit is not complete. <laughs> I start with the sunglasses. Oh, sunglasses okay. and shoes. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, people will say anything. Like, uh-huh. like. I, you look. I'm just not. I'm just not cut from that cloth where I'm right. used to having to, you know, deal with people 
uh, randomly people's opinion yes. all the time. Yes, yes. So yeah. yeah, and I can understand. I can relate to that because that's a big part of social media: having to deal with opinions, having to deal with people making comments about you. But they tell right. you that that's the that's the forward motion because if you don't participate, then you're not considered topical. You're not considered an influencer. So if it forces you in that lane, that that guess what determines whether or not you're successful in certain opportunities that they come your way. So with well, that being said, here's here's the thing. Also, like I don't worry about being relevant. Okay, okay. because most people that are relevant have a sex tape out. <laughs> true, <laughs> I mean, true, true, just, true. Yeah, true. in order to be relevant, you just got to do so many things to be relevant. Mm-hmm. But what I work on, and I do challenge people to do, right. is to be loyal to my brand, or right. to be if you if you're interested in a quality stand up, mm-hmm. then this is where you can it's come brilliant. to get it. But what what happened? What we're hap- what's happening now is that I think the art of stand up is being convoluted with so many different different styles and different. You know, we're dealing with silly a lot too. Absolutely, and then to you're get dealing followers, with people, to get right, engagement. Right. You know, so it's it's one thing for somebody to be silly sitting in a car, mm-hmm. or silly for two minutes, two seconds. You seeing them on Facebook, right? Than to be silly, to be honest, doing stand up on stage. Thank you some more for calling in. I got to get you back on the air because wow, that was one of the most profound conversations I've ever had on my show about because she did what I wanted to do. It wasn't about being funny. It's about talking about her career, uh, pl- about applying those skills that she does every day, you know, into a, what you should do every day. Have a plan, y'all. Give yourself an opportunity to win. That's all Samoa was talking about. Strategy. We'll be right back with more money-making conversation, more strategy, more plans. And people, keep calling, y'all. I know I ain't talked to nobody, but keep calling. Keep calling, y'all. I apologize. We've been busy. This is how I can talk now. Total eclipse of the sun today. My next guest. He's from Atlanta, but Stone Mountain, Georgia, part of Atlanta. See, that's a, that's a little bit of drive away from me because I live on the north side of Atlanta. But guess what? He's a small businessman. And that's what this show is all about. Small business, entrepreneurship, letting people know how people are making money in business. How they decided one day, they woke up one day and say, I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to bet on me. And that's what this next guy, him and his wife, they betting on each other. Him and his wife betting on each other. They said, look here, we know we can go get a job, a nine to five. We know we can go get a 40 hour week job. We know we can get time and a half. We work overtime, but we're going to bet on us. Please welcome straight out of Stone Mountain, Georgia. My man, he's on the phone. Darren Buckner. Brother McDonald, Brother McDonald, how you doing today? <laughs> did, did I lay you out there, Darren? Did I lay you out there? Man, you did, you did. Matter of fact, you you uh, you you did so much justice. I don't even know what else to say. I'm gonna have to back it up now. <laughs> you go. You know why? Because see, first of all, the only thing that disappoints me about not being able to Skype is that we don't get to see your shop. So please tell everybody okay. uh, the name of your business and what you do at your business. Well, we're in Decatur, Georgia. It's where my business is. I live in Stone Mountain. Okay, cool. I've been in Atlanta now for about um, about nine years now. Yes, sir. I moved mm-hmm. here from Detroit, Michigan. But mm-hmm. um, we are we are mega helmets and motorcycle accessories. We decided first of all to open up mega helmets and motorcycles accessories in Decatur, Georgia, because our community, and you know, I know you're big about our community. Yes, and sir. I'm big about our community. Yes, sir. Our community does not have 
a motorcycle shop. Yes, sir. As many motorcycles as guys ride in Atlanta, Georgia, you've been down here. You have Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. You know brothers ride motorcycles all the time. Mm-hmm. How come we don't have a place where we can go buy a helmet or a pair of gloves <laughs> without having to travel 40 minutes outside the city? It didn't make right. any sense to me. Right, right, right. And that's what entrepreneurship is about. So you it's saw. So let me just tell you. So you saw a vision. You saw a vision. But, but how do you trust that vision, Darren? How do you trust it? Well, it takes a minute to trust vision, and it depends on how you grow up. I think the way I grew up, and I'm gonna tell you, my background wasn't the prettiest background in the world. Mm-hmm. It's five brothers. I have five. It's five of us. Mm-hmm. I have four siblings, and we didn't grow up in the household that had money, just yes, like most black folks. Absolutely, absolutely. We went to regular public schools. I remember being in the desegregation program yep. that I hated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I hated, and thank God for a father who said, you know what, if he don't want to be in that desegregation program, don't let him be in there. Let him go somewhere where he's happy. He'll do well with his own. Thank you. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And as an entrepreneur, what we had to learn is, I had to learn that if you want to succeed, first of all, you have to believe in you. Right. And my father would continuously tell us, he said, I don't care who the president is, and that's no shot on Trump. Well, okay, well, it is a shot on Trump. <laughs> but <laughs> he said, I don't care who the president is. He said, let me tell you guys something. He said, when it comes to my kids, all that food up in that grocery store, and you think my kids ain't going to eat, not only they're going to eat, but they're going to eat good. Right, and right. That right there alone is how he made us think. He made us think it didn't matter who or what kind of situation we were in. Mm-hmm. He said, if you depend on yourself, you can always take care of yourself. Now, now, okay, now, so, so you had this vision. Because I'm, I'm going to keep pressing this because, see, see, you, you, no, you ain't, you ain't making, bar- you ain't selling barbecue. You know what I'm saying? You didn't open up a car wash. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, you didn't uh-huh. open up no clothes store. You know, these are standard things. And I'm not saying nothing wrong with them. Beauty salon, mm-hmm. like my, my my younger brother, he has four beauty and barber salons in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you know nail shops. See, this is things people can wrap their head around if you did a business mm-hmm. like that. But you go, Absolutely. you know something? I'm going to open a helmet and motorcycle shop. <laughs> well, come on now, Darren. Let me- Darren, come on, Darren. There's a whole lot of people looked at you crazy, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, McDonald, let me say this. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think an entrepreneur means that you just open a business. Yes, sir. See, an entrepreneur has to be a visionary in the first place. There we have go. to see opportunity. Yes, sir. When you see something, see, we, we're, we're told something when we grow up. We say, oh, you could be anything you want to be. You could be an astronaut. You could be a fireman. And I think about something they told my younger son. He's seven years old, and he went to school last year. And they told him, oh, you're a scooter salesman. Now, his dad owned the scooter shop at that time. <laughs> oh, you're a scooter salesman. He said, no. He said, I am the scooter man, but he's in the first grade. Right. And they constantly tell him, so you're a scooter salesman. They put a tag on his chest, said he was a scooter salesman. He came home sad mm-hmm. because he said, I tried to tell them. I tried to tell them that I own the scooter shop. The thing is, I teach my son, just like my father taught me, that, Really, it doesn't really matter what you do. So when people say, oh, I'm going to be a fireman, I'm going to be an architect, I'm going to be some police chief, the truth of the matter is all of those things are just things that when they come for career day at school, they tell you what you should be. 
See, they, they never walk into public schools and tell you that you can own the fire truck or own the company that manufactures the fire truck. And that's how I was a visionary, because my father told me, he said, well, if that man can do it, how come you can't do it? Anything that someone else can do that you can definitely do. And the thing is, it's not about me being a visionary. It's not even about that little the 29-year-old or the 30-year-old being a visionary. Right. McDonald, it's about what we're going to teach our children. Right. So our generations that come after us, those are the visionaries. Visionaries are made in children, not in adults. And that's what I learned. And that's why my son can talk about finances right now. He knows more about finances than most college people with, people with college degrees. Because you, because you lay in a framework and making it normal for his life. Because that's what my whole show, that's how I started out the show, Darren, was about stereotypes. How people allow themselves to be boxed in and because mm-hmm. people have said the opportunity, like I, I, I say this, I say you know, in my lifetime, I've been a, I've been a Negro, I've been a Black, and I've been mm-hmm. an African American. No along yeah, that yeah. way, nobody told me, gave me an option. I could have raised my hand and said, "How about white? Is that available? Is that available?" <laughs> nobody gave me that option because, but they told mm-hmm. you what you are. And sometimes when people yeah. tell you what you are, if you allow that to be the dominant angle, then that's mm. what you will you be. And so you your son, it. your son said, "Look, I'm the owner." I'm the owner. Why ain't y'all listening to me? I'm not the salesperson. I'm the owner. And that's a mentality that's great for him to say because guess what? Other people around him. I remember, I'm going to tell you this story right quick, Darren. In my lifetime, Uh you know, I don't drink or smoke. And believe me, my friends in college smoked weed, crack, got drunk, all that stuff. Mm. Cigarettes, everything. You know, but I, I always felt, and, and the people asked me that, my wife asked me that why I didn't drink. Because I felt if I, if I, if I, if I did it, then I think I would have, I would have changed the circumstances of everything around us. Because I held Absolutely. strong about what I believe was the right thing to do. Now they own insurance firms, they bank presidents, these same mm. people. And I believe wow. that if you hold strong to what you are, then other people will turn in that direction of positivity. And that's all I'm hearing from you, Darren. That's all I'm hearing from you, brother. Because you know what, McDonald, that's what it's about. We have, to, we have to think and create the existence. We have to create our realities. As my partner Chris Nance always says, he's, he's doing a book called Sell Your Heart Out. He actually, um, he's a national trainer for Verizon, for Verizon Wireless and their stores. And Sell Your Heart Out, he, he talks about creating your reality. And that's something him and I, we grew up talking about. And we said, man, we don't have to be what they tell us what we are. Mm-hmm. So it is up to us as parents and grandparents. We, we, we can't save everybody that's here right now. McDonald, you know that. You've been out here a long time, and you've been doing business a long time. Absolutely. From producer to writer Absolutely. and all that. And you can't save them all. You can't. But I guarantee you, when you see those young kids walk through the door, and they've come through on the parenthood or whatever shows you've done in the past and those <laughs> other shows, you can see that little kid and yes, you sir. can tell him yeah. how great he can be. You absolutely. can tell him he absolutely. can be Denzel if he wants to. Absolutely. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. And I tell you something, man. That's why I do the shows that I do. I, I've done in television. That's why I do shows that are inspiring for our community. I, you know, I've been offered all the popular shows out there. All the popular shows that throw glass, that cuss, that, that slap you in the face. I've been offered the opportunity to create these shows, executive, executive produce these shows. And you can talk to my lawyer. I've said no. Because that's not the brand. That's not Rashawn McDonald's brand. My brand is mm-hmm. about your son coming back home sad because he knows he's the owner and somebody telling him he's a salesperson and he's not accepting that. Because that's not mm-hmm. the truth. That's not the brand. That's not the vision that he sees for himself in life. 
I'm going to tell you something, man. Darren, we yeah. have to have you back, my man. In fact, <laughs> you need to start cutting 60-second motivational Instagram promos and start putting them out there, brother. You are a talent, Darren. And I got to get your wife, man. Okay, I'll tell you what. I want your wife on the show next month. If she anything like you, then I'm going to do a conference <laughs> call with both of y'all, and we're going to do two parts. We're going to do his and hers. She's going to do one well, break you know, as her. Hey, hey, hey that's, so, that's so funny you say that uh, because my wife uh-huh. my wife has a college degree from Michigan State University. There you she go. She's from Guyana. There you go. Okay? Mm-hmm. My wife always tells me the story how she had to sleep on the floor. Uh-huh. For a couple of years, right. because she didn't have enough money for a bed when she was at Michigan State University uh-huh. in an off-campus apartment. Uh-huh. And my wife was making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year when she met me. But one problem she had, she said she wasn't free. So when we got together, uh-huh. we had to look at each other and motivate each other, uh-huh. and we had to tell each other what it is. And uh-huh. she saw the entrepreneurship in me, and I told her, <laughs> I said, "You can do it too." There you and go. right now, today, my wife has come up with a brand new invention. You're going to mm-hmm. love her on the show. She came up with this, this cap called, it's called the Pidana Thermal Cap. Mm-hmm. She came up with this cap that no one in the country is doing. Right. She came up with an idea. She used her science degree that she took from Michigan State University, mm-hmm. and she turned it around. Mm-hmm. So she left that $60,000 a year, mm-hmm. and she started her own hairline. Mm-hmm. But guess what? She's free. She's free. She's free. She's free. I like it. She's free. She got off that corporate plantation, as come we on. call it. Come on. Come on, Darren. She's free. <laughs> She's free. <laughs> Hey, Darren, hey, Darren, yes, can you come on my show next month? Darren, can you come on my show next month? Darren, Darren, come on, man, Darren. I, I, can't, I can't wait. Come I can't on, hey, Darren, tell everybody about money-making conversations, Darren. Tell everybody about money-making conversations, Darren. Woo! Man, we, we got to tell them to believe in money-making conversations because this is the type of programming that all of us need. So, folks, if you're going to listen to something, turn off. Those FM stations that don't give you nothing but negativity and telling you about Molly and Percocet. I'm not knocking that brother for getting his money. But you know what? I'm going to knock the message because the message ain't no good for our kids. What we need to do is we need to be listening to people like you on the radio that's going to elevate our people. Take us to a whole nother level. A level that we've never been before. And take our children and our children's children to another level. And we need to do this right now. Because this is a perfect time. While you got people, these so-called white supremacists uniting, this is a perfect opportunity for us to unite. Support each other. Put us all in business. And get off that corporate plantation and go out and get this money. Samantha, rebook my man next month. I got to have him back. We ain't through it. We're going to do two breaks next time. Him and his wife. (laughs) The his and her segment. Out of Atlanta, Georgia. My man Darren, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate the hype, my man. Coming up next, the creator of Cafe Mocha Radio Syndication, Sheila Eldridge. Boy, the Eclipse ain't stopping us, though, Robin. Robin, it ain't stopping us, Robin. Lady has been waiting too long. Am I back, Robert? Am I back? Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. This is your host. Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is the CEO of Miles Ahead Entertainment and Broadcasting. More importantly, she's the creator of Cafe Mocha Radio. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Sheila Eldridge. Hello, hello, hello. Sheila, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Where you at right now, Sheila? Where you where you calling in from? I'm calling in from Washington, D.C. And this is the, this is the big week, right? This is a big week. What's happening on Thursday? 
Well, on, well, on well, Friday, 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 actually, Friday. we're kicking off the um, Salute Her Tour, mm-hmm. which is Cafe Mocha's tour where we honor women. We just decided about seven years ago that we need to be about honoring and supporting one another, networking, and so that's what we do. So in the four markets, um, starting with D.C., New York, Charlotte, and Chicago, we'll be going in and having luncheons and receptions and just, you know, paying tribute to one another. Now, so so that's the that's that's the, that's the core reason that that Cafe Mocha exists. First of all, I apologize. Hold on, got a lot of new listeners. I, I'm, I know you. I know what Cafe Mocha Radio is. Explain to everybody what is Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha Radio is essentially a network, and it's a radio show that is for women. Um, it was created by women and for women. It's called Radio from a Woman's Perspective mm-hmm. because we feel like, you know, on the radio you got a lot of men, but, you know, mm-hmm. we have a perspective too. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's hosted by Lonnie Love, mm-hmm. who you might, comedian, you might know um, as well. And, and Lonnie is, you know, went to school at Prairie View. Absolutely. So, yeah, she went to an HBCU. Uh, mm-hmm. So she's from down that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Lonnie Love. Angelique, who's a veteran broadcaster for years. Yes, mm-hmm. great producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Yo-Yo. And so we started with MC Light, and uh, MC Light, I know she was on last week, and, mm-hmm. you know, she has her foundation, mm-hmm. and so she got very busy. So she said, you know, I think Yo-Yo would be perfect for this. My and girl. we, so now Yo- Yo-Yo. Mm-hmm. And so it's just three women, but we call it a lifestyle radio. Right. Because we take on issues and topics of today that will affect everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the music, we have the music there to kind of help drive uh, the conversation conversation as well and that you know kind of keeps things flowing so we call it lifestyle radio and it's called radio from a woman's perspective and that's what it is we're in about 35 markets around the country now congratulations and doing really well now, and thank me, you for your support because you were there from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something sheila first of all you one of these people you're a pioneer let's go on get that out the way oh my gosh <laughs> come on come on let's go get that out of the way because because you said it, you said a little bit this is a male dominated business you know and then to launch a syndicated platform with longevity and a sense of purpose, that takes a lot of work because, you know, you got the executive producer hat on, you got the salesman hat on, you got the producer hat on. And like I said, you know, you lost a fiery, exceptional talent like MC Light, and you kept moving forward with the same quality level and, and picked up more stations. So I created Money Making Conversations so people can hear that story because you are a story and then, like I said, you're a pioneer. So when you hear these things, you know, told back to you, what do you tell people? Why? What, what keeps driving Sheila? What keeps driving you? I think what drives me is that knowing that tomorrow could be the big day, the day that we get that big break. Every oh, wow. day gives you the opportunity to get a big break and to take what is a vision Mm-hmm. And, and mold it into something mm-hmm. and see it manifest. When mm-hmm. you're in corporate America, you know, whether you do or don't, you know, it's going to still move on. Mm-hmm. But when you work for yourself as an entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, if that is such a driving to know that tomorrow could be that day. Right. And they say, no, you know, tomorrow's not given. Well, and so that kind of drives you to make the day that you're in the day that you keep moving forward. Um, I also, you know, but there are some uh, elements that you have to be mindful of. Right. One is 
if you're in a business, you got to know the business that you're in. Mm -hmm. But you also got to know the business. You got to know finances. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people as entrepreneurs, take a class. Because many times we don't know just the basics of uh, how to manage our income and how to manage the business. Because there are going to be those lean times, and you have to know how to do that. So if you take a class on accounting and just understanding your business, then when and you have to always have a good accountant. You always have to have a, a great CPA. Right. You've got to have a good lawyer. Right. Those are three partners that you have to have. And then there's one other partner that whether you like that partner or not, is going to always be there, and you got to give it its respect, but you also have to strategize on how to work around and make sure that it works for you, and that's the government. That's taxes. Mm -hmm. The biggest thing with most small businesses mm -hmm. that we don't know how to manage and strategize <laughs> our taxes, so we get caught, and you yes. can't be in business and not have your taxes paid mm -hmm. and not have, you know, a good rating on your business. So there are some of the elements, and I've been in business now. I hate to say it. Well, I don't like to say it, but it's <laughs> a little bit a long time. It's been about well, 30 years. Right, right. But, but guess what? That's why I have you on the show, because... The thing about it is that every every decade the tax structure changes and the rules change. You yeah. know, I, I just a short story. I remember in the you know in the nineties I, I promoted concerts, but now you know the Ticketmaster rates high and then the uh, ad rates on radio got so high. The profitability left itself. Right. You know, right. and so right. so that meant that when you said that I laughed because I remember when I opened my comedy club, Hip Hop Comedy Stop in Houston, our tickets were ten dollars. I didn't know you had to pay taxes on every ticket you sold. Mm -hmm. So 90 days later, you know, tax man came to me and said, young man, you owe us some money. I said, well, for what? He said, on every ticket you sell, you owe us 8%. I go, what? And he, I, he presented me with a bill. If I didn't pay that bill, then he was going to close down my club. So right. that's what a good accountant and the CPA that you was talking about are important. And without a doubt, I mean, you have to. I mean, that's just the that's the key to longevity in being in business, and and it's also the key to being able to raise money. You know, we as a people, we mm -hmm. have a very difficult time raising money. Other right. cultures, right. they got family, they got friends <laughs> that will help invest in them. Shoot, when you start a business, nobody wants to invest in right. you, right? Because right. you're right. the only one that sees your vision. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be able to sustain to get to where you can start raising money. Okay, we're on know? the phone and right here with Miss mm -hmm. Sheila Edwards. She's the creator, executive producer of Cafe Mocha Radio. Uh, I, have to, I have to tell everybody how important that is to me and be able to let her know. Because she's she one of those people, she's like me. All those years with Steve, I stayed in the shadow. And I'm still proud I stayed in the shadow. But there's something out there that's moving, creating change. And Sheila Eldred is one of those people who creates change. As you hear articulate, this is a person on this radio show today giving you free advice to be successful. Because guess what? She don't want you to fail. She don't want you to fail. And so your event that you're having this Friday, what is the core purpose of it? And can people buy tickets to it? Well, we're, it will be in Washington, D.C., and people can buy tickets. It's on Eventbrite, or you can go to saluteher.com mm -hmm. and purchase tickets there. We started a foundation about three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it's called the Mocha Cares Foundation mm -hmm. because we were supporting so many other foundations mm -hmm. that what we wanted to do is start something where we could help raise money and go into shelters mm -hmm. and work with foster kids mm -hmm. for mentor programs. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the, what the event is. We raise money for our 
uh, Mocha Cares Foundation. But it's also, like I said, to inspire and with the stories of the women that we're honoring, we're honoring Pam Greer. Wow. And you wouldn't believe the men that are coming because they want to see Pam Greer. You wouldn't believe. Come on now. I saw, I saw coffee the other day. Okay. okay. I saw coffee the other day. So you might see Rashad this Friday. Okay. Which Staggering we in there. You know, you should come as our guest. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's the deal. The beauty of what you do is, is, is so amazing because the, the thing that I liked about what you said is that, you know, it's, it's groundbreaking in the sense you're trying to help people. And you can't help enough people. And I always tell people that I'm an American citizen. I pay my taxes. And I and guess what? I want other people to pay their taxes. But all the time they can pay their taxes if you help them and position them to be able to be a taxpayer. And that's, that's right. what Cafe Mocha is all about. That radio, that format is it, radio for all women to be able to be successful, to learn the value of next step opportunity. Isn't that really true? No, no question. No question. Because, you know, something so small to us because we're in it could be so big to someone that's right on the edge or someone that just needs a hand. Right. Going into these shelters, we're finding out that they're women. All they need is just a hand, right. you know, just a little, the clothes. Right. They need just, you know, for their kids, and they're very concerned about their kids. So things that are, you know, for us that have been in the industry and in the music industry and everything, uh, we take for granted, mm-hmm. you know, you see how the small things in life are the most valuable things in life. And that's really what our purpose is. Now, who, you, so, have, you have a sponsor for this event? Yes, yes. Our sponsors are Toyota, Toyota Green get them Initiative. Out. Come, get them out, get them out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, AARP. Come on, get them uh, out. ORS Cosmetic, I mean, <laughs> ORS Hair Care. Um, and then we have a lot, you know, a lot of small sponsors, but they are big sponsors who have really bought into and believe our mission. Toyota's been there for the last two years. Mm-hmm. AARP came on board because they heard about it. And ORS Hair Care has just been there with us for the last two years as well. So that that's pretty much, you know, we're very proud of the two and it's the outgrowth of Mm -hmm. the radio show because Mm -hmm. now when you're in business and you're in marketing you've got to be be able to touch people and Mm -hmm. you taught me this you've got to be able to touch people wherever they are be it at an event be it on their phone be it a podcast and radio we're on Sirius XM you know you've got to touch people wherever they are and that's how you have to go about marketing yourself and your business Sheila I know you're busy Thank you for taking the time to just tell my uh, viewers on Facebook, my listeners on my iHeartRadio podcast, KYND app. See, uh, see, there, I, there you are. I and you know, you I'm everywhere. Saying. You know, like I said, I'm like salt. You got to have salt at the dinner table. That's me. <laughs> and you can have to come and, and, and cook for us sometimes. There you go. Because uh, those that, desserts that, and everything. That, are, I, that I will do. I will bring some bakes. Because I, I, y'all produce the show out of L.A., correct? Yes, we okay. sure do. This is what we're going to do. Coordinate when you're going to be out there so we can go out there and do a celebration. Because, you know, I love Lonnie and Angelique. I congratulations on her. So I know she got an additional degree degree this yeah. year. Yeah, and, uh, she sure did. And uh, just, just continually moving herself forward, the team moving forward. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you've never heard of Cafe Mocha Radio, ladies and men. I, check out the, our website, CafeMochaRadio.com. You got you to gotta listen to it. It's amazing. I, I enjoy the interviews. That Angelique has one of the best voices in radio. They get the top interviews. Nobody misses their format. Sheila Eldridge, you keep winning, girl. And you might see me this Friday because you told me about Pam Grill. 
Come on Uh-oh. now. Uh-oh. Well, I hope so. <laughs> Always right. stay in a learning state of mind. Thank you, Big Timer. Appreciate Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. This is the last break. The last break. Money-making conversation. Overcoming barriers. Overcoming stereotypes. If you're trapped in the box, just touch that lid. Just touch it a little bit. And just raise one finger. Just raise it up with one finger. Guess what? Don't you see some light? Don't you see some light? Don't you see some light coming in that box? All you did was just raise that one finger up and crack the lid. See, once that lid get cracked, then you take that other hand and you wrap those, extend those fingers outside that box. Now the lid can't come down no more. Then you take that other hand and you got two hands on the outside of that box. And what you do is you climb out that box. But to climb outside out that box is going to take effort. Because guess what? There are no steps on the side of that box. That means that it's going to take effort to get out of that box. I'm just telling you how you can get out. I can't make you get out. I can't help you get out. It has to be something that you want to do. That's how you overcome stereotypes. How much effort are you willing to put into your life, into your dream to be successful? Stereotypes will never stop me. I can't let that happen. I will never let that happen. I brought him back because I felt we shortchanged him because he was on a mission. He's always on a mission. Mr. Checkmate himself. Mr. Hudson, how you doing, boy? Oh, best day of my life. You know why? Yes, sir. I get to hear from my mentor, Rashawn. He's the best (laughs) in the world. (laughs) Oren, here's the deal, man. You know, know, name of your company is Be Someone, Inc., correct? Yes, sir. And I've noticed that every time you talk, every time you apply something, it's a forward-thinking process. Why is that? Yes, sir. Well, you, to, uh, to move ahead, you got to think ahead. You got to always keep moving forward. It's not hard. You can. It's not hard. You can get hit. It's not hard. You can get hit and keep moving forward. So you got to constantly be moving forward. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the light. Just keep moving forward. Now, now, but guess what? Could you could you lower your computer down because I can hear myself talking there or. Okay, so should I? It's how the, about now? Okay, cool. We should be good now. Okay, here's the deal. I know you've been uh, the, the roadblock been put in front of you. It's, it's a roadblock for everybody. How do you yes, get sir. around the roadblock? How do you get around the speed bump? How do you how do you get I, around that? Roadblocks are what you see when you take your eye off the goals. So just keep your goals in your face and don't look, focus on the obstacle. Focus on your goal and keep moving forward. See, the pendulum of time will eventually swing on your, on your in your corner if you don't give up, if you don't look back. The biggest mistake you ever can do your entire life is to give up. So never give up and keep moving forward. Okay, let everybody know. I got my man Oren back on the air. Please, Oren, tell everybody what you do. I got two minutes left. I want to make sure they and how they can get in touch with you. Be someone as a nonprofit five hundred six. 501c3 organization that uses a game of chess to teach young people how to think things through, how to be a champion, how to move, think before you move. And we use the game of chess as a metaphor to teach people that you're born with everything you need. You have your mind, you have your ability, you have your talents, and you have time that you can do the right. You can make you can make the right moves if you think think ahead and don't look to the left, don't look to the right, stay focused. My man, you know. I- I got to have you a regular now, brother. You 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 broke that wall now, Oren. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. what I've learned is that I'm trying to create soldiers. You know, yes, I, I got my man Willie Moore Jr. He'll be on the show next week. And I got a, an amazing story of how he changed my perspective 
on stop on, on on gathering soldiers, gathering troops. Because when you try to create a movement, when you try to create change, it cannot be done by one person. The value and the no. vision must be carried by many. And that's exactly. And you one of the, one of the soldiers that I am selecting to be part of my team, my brother. And I know you're gonna accept. I ain't got. I ain't got to ask you. Are you in? Cause you're in. I'm in. You're I'm in. All in. <laughs> I'm all in. All in. My brother. There's a difference between all in and being in. I'm all in. Thank you, my brother. I want to thank you for calling back. I appreciate you. Man, we're going to talk every once a month. You're going to hear from me, okay? It might be a five-minute conversation. Might be a t- I might just need you to call in and just shoot a little line of inspiration. Let everybody know. that. They, guess what? Here's one of my shows. I might what do I'm going to do, Robert. I'm going to do a, a shout-out. I'm going to get a soldier from Atlanta. I'm going to get a soldier from Chicago. I'm going to get a soldier from New York. I'm going to get a soldier from L.A. I'm going to get a soldier from Houston. I'm going to just have a show where all my soldiers call in. Are you one of my soldiers? Yes, yes sir. Here's a quote for you. You're going to love this quote. A full-time soldier sleeps with his boots on. <laughs> Coming from a military man. Ladies and gentlemen, that's yes, my sir. man. Checkmate Hudson, the chess king. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. My show is over with. This show is about overcoming barriers, overcoming stereotypes. I want to thank Earthquake for being on the show. I want to thank the amazing Samoa for being on the show. I want to thank Sheila Eldridge for being on the show. My man Darren Bruckner, that boy there, Cole, he's a superstar regular on my show. Man out of Stone Mountain, Georgia. Decatur down there doing them helmets and motorcycles, doing his thing. Got to have my girl, Dr. Mack, out of D.C. Got the face and the hair gig going on. And my man, the chess champion, 55,000 kids. He want to get a million kids' lives right. How many kids you trying to get right? I'll be back every Monday. Next Monday, Willie Moe Jr., my girl, Karen Civil, and my boy, Charles Oakley. See y'all next week. Bye-bye. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.